All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 27. I hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day and was, you know, feeling the love of the holiday. Uh, Starting off this episode, I actually want to direct you all to at some point listen to a podcast I was recently a guest on. It was my first time being a guest on another podcast. It was called uh, the I Am CEO podcast, which is hilarious because I am not a CEO at all, but I guess you have to, you know, speak things into existence or what do they say, like manifest what you want uh, in order to make it happen. But it was fun. I just answered, you know, some questions about my podcast and just career goals in general, you know, spreading all of my 24-year-old wisdom that I've gained in my long lifetime. So yeah, give it a listen. If you would like, uh, just search I Am CEO Podcast and it will come up. I've posted about it on my social media as well, so you should be able to find it there. Um, I would really actually like to try to be a guest on more podcasts this year because it was actually kind of fun and something I haven't really thought about doing very much, but uh, is something I want to try to do more of. So if anyone has any suggestions of podcasts you think I should maybe reach out to to try to be a guest on, let me know because I don't really have a ton of ideas right now of some maybe smaller scale podcasts that I would be able to get on to, have a good talk hopefully gain some new listeners through that. So just let me know because I think that's something I'm going to start looking into. Okay, so the other day I went to my first Penguins game and although I am not a hockey fan, I do, you know, just love a good sports atmosphere in general. So I went and they put up one of those questions on the Jumbotron where they have a girl standing there asking a couple of fans and it was who scored the final goal on Team USA against the Soviet Union in the 1980 Olympics. And I was like, oh my god, this is literally the only thing I know about hockey. Answer is Rizzo and also the man himself, Mike Arruzioni, was actually at the game talking about how he's coming out with this book soon. Uh, he just he looked great and healthy and I was honestly freaking out a little because Miracle is one of my favorite movies of all time. I know I've talked about it on here before. Just a classic movie. So really cool to see him in person and go to my first ever professional hockey game, which is actually shocking because I lived in Columbus for four years and never went to a single Blue Jackets game. But it's not my sport, you know, like Cleveland hockey is not a thing. So I didn't grow up with it, didn't feel that passion and love for it, but uh, did enjoy the hockey atmosphere in general, so something potentially I could get into, but still, as always, focusing on on my main guys. Um, Okay, so getting into some of the topics for today. The Astros, I know I've already talked about them, but they just can't seem to stop running their mouths, so they have continued to pop up in my news stories every single day. They came out the other day with the most fake apology I've ever heard in my entire life, repeatedly contradicting themselves, and I'm just kind of over their smug attitude about this whole thing. The recent story now with Jose Altuve asking for players to not rip off his jersey after he hit a walk-off has now changed, where they are saying people didn't want him, or he didn't want people to see his unfinished tattoo that was on his chest because he thought it looked bad and he would be embarrassed, which is 
a ridiculous excuse, first of all, and two is just stupid because the story has now changed from, oh, my wife didn't want me ripping off my jersey to I have an unfinished tattoo. So really, I'm just not following it in general. It's the least believable story I've heard. And I'm not sure why, I don't know why they think people are actually going to buy into this stuff. We just don't buy it. I also don't want to listen to another Rob Manfred press conference of him making excuses about what was going on and having, you know, constant comments about how he doesn't want the the teams to start throwing at the Astros this season. Like, that's what we're punishing people for, not for cheating. I don't know if he was in on this or what it is that is making him come to the defense of the Astros, but it's it's a little bit ridiculous right now. And I feel like the more the Astros continue to talk about this and continue to bring it up, the guiltier and the stupider that they come off. It would just almost be better for them if they stopped talking, left it their, you know, pretty fake apology, but left it at that and just moved forward instead of continuing to dig themselves into this hole. It just is, seems a little bit ridiculous and I'm just getting more and more frustrated and I'm sure the rest of the MLB is continuing to get more frustrated. I saw a lot of players responding to the Carlos Correa story about Jose Altuve's reasoning behind not wanting his jersey ripped off and seeming very upset and also not believing the story because who would uh so I'm just over it I hope I hope we can stop talking about it at some point and honestly I hope teams throw at the Astros because I don't I don't care at this point like it's ridiculous and they need to be punished in some way even though clearly they're not going to be but just needed to bring that up because, you know, it's been in it's been in our headlines again every day. Uh, getting into another topic that I have talked about many times on this, Antonio Brown. Uh, he's obviously been in and out of the news quite a bit. I've talked about it uh, to some extent, but he has now come out with a, a song. Uh, it is called Nunca. I listened to it mostly out of curiosity because I just wondered what it would be about. Um I mean, I don't know, but it was fine. I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it, but I just want to say, like, I hope he is getting some help right now because I can tell he has been so all over the place mentally, and I truly think he needs some actual help to help get him some stability here since he seems to be going a little little bit crazy. I just... I don't even know where this rap song is coming from. He's saying he's coming out with an album now. Um, if you're curious to listen, just Google it. It's not on Spotify. It is on YouTube. You'll be able to find it there. Uh, but yeah, just I hope he I hope he's getting the help that he needs to get himself back to a better mental state. Hopping back over to the MLB, uh, there have been a couple MLB rule changes that have been announced for the 2020 season. A couple of these new rules are there is a three batter minimum for relievers. Rosters are going from 25 to 26 players. um, And then managers have 20 seconds to challenge a call. I think for me, the only interesting rule out of all of these is the three batter minimum for relievers. It's interesting because you can't just bring in a guy to take out the last one to two batters. I I haven't heard rumblings from the league in general on, on whether players and coaches and staff like this change or not on if it is preferred for it to be this way. But I think it's interesting and it just changes strategically how teams are using their pitchers. So 
I think it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Okay, over to some NBA. I have previously talked about um, Nav Bhatia, the Raptors super fan, and I saw the other day that he will be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame's super fan gallery, which I didn't know existed and would now like to declare that as a goal of mine in my life, I would like to be inducted into the super fan gallery. Um, I... In all seriousness, there is no better person to be inducted to this, into this than than Nav himself. He is a true super fan. I think it's pretty cool that they're recognizing people for that. I'm pretty sure this gallery is a newer thing. I don't know if I've ever heard of it before. So maybe in the last few years or this past year they created it. But kind of cool uh, way to recognize people who really support the game in general. Now over to America's team, the DC Defenders. As I have declared, they are my team. They are the team of Ohio. I don't think I talked about this last week, but the ratings from the first week of uh, the XFL, the game between Seattle and DC, the top five cities for viewership of that game, number one was Seattle, two, Cleveland, three, Columbus, four, Kansas City, and five was DC. So obviously you can explain why Seattle and DC were on that list. Cleveland and Columbus 100% in support of Cardale Jones, and we just miss football in general. And then number four, Kansas City, they're still just riding the high of the Super Bowl and just want to get their hands on any football they possibly can. Uh, I just thought that was kind of cool to see that Ohio is just really up there in their support of, of the D.C. defenders and of the XFL, and what better reason to bring a team to Ohio uh, just for that general support. But this week, the D.C. Defenders beat the New York Guardians soundly 27 to nothing. Carlo Jones obviously looked incredible, and I'm just thankful for my last-minute decision to select D.C. over New York as my team because clearly they are better, and I, I love when I pick winners, so just really pumped about that. Okay, so back over to some NBA All-Star Weekend was obviously this weekend. Uh, some of the highlights for me was... You know, seeing Chance the Rapper constantly on my television because I am obsessed with him. Still pretty mad he canceled his tour because I was supposed to see him in actually a couple of days. I think it was Thursday when he was supposed to come to Pittsburgh. His performance at halftime of the All-Star Game, though, was phenomenal. I just, I always love his energy and it helped ease my sadness a little of him, him canceling the tour. Um, So I have some thoughts on things from All-Star Week, the slam dunk contest to start things off here. Um, I just feel like it's not as good as it used to be, and part of that is because they're just handing out perfect scores like it's nothing. I feel like a 50 should be saved for, you know, really special moments. I just think it gets ridiculous when every judge is kind of afraid to give anything lower than 10s. Um, So Derek Jones Jr. of the Miami Heat ended up defeating Aaron Gordon after going back and forth for, I swear it was a couple rounds that they were kind of dueling it out there. Um, He ended out on top, and I think it was all kind of a scam because Aaron's last dunk was a dunk um, over Taco Fall, who is like seven foot five. I mean, he has to be one of the tallest 
people on the planet and it was a sweet dunk and he ended up with a score of 47 on that because I think they wanted Derek Jones Jr. to win um Aaron Gordon should have had a 50 for that so not that any of it actually matters it just felt stupid and you could tell that he was kind of set up for that like they they knew who they wanted to win it um there was an announcement this last week also that the all-star MVP award was going to be renamed the Kobe Bryant all-star game MVP award and I think this is great along with all the other tributes to Kobe throughout the game uh, including the song Jennifer Hudson sang Um, did not particularly enjoy Shaka Khan singing the national anthem that was weird and made Fergie look really good in her performance from either that was last year or the year before Um, honestly bring back Demi Lovato from the Super Bowl she killed it and I was a fan of that, so I'm just not a fan of when they take like three extra minutes to sing the song and take a million different liberties on every single run. It just, it gets to be a lot, so I was not a fan of that, but I'm recording this right now post-halftime chances performance because... I have to drive back to Pittsburgh in the morning, and so I'm trying to get this done now. But the game overall, at least for the first two quarters, was wild because I feel like it was just a free-for-all. Zero defense. Nobody knows what a rebound is, which is already an issue in the NBA that nobody knows what a rebound is, but it's just very much magnified in the All-Star game. Um, I mean, they're taking three-pointers from five feet off the line. It's just, it's a wild time, but... I did explain a couple episodes ago the the charitable aspect of it, which was nice, and it felt like it gave each quarter some some real purpose. Um, I realized halfway through, actually, the first quarter, how nice and just wonderful it was to see absolutely no Golden State Warriors in this game. I didn't even really realize it, um, and obviously it's hugely in part due to injuries, but no Steph, no Clay, no Draymond, and you know, no longer a warrior, but Kevin Durant was also not there. It's just, it's a refreshing time to no longer have those guys be ruling the league like they were for so many years um, in the last decade. Just getting a different range of guys out there, it feels, it feels good. Um, But like I said, recording this episode right now, because I have to get up early and drive to Pittsburgh, Um, so only got to see the first two quarters, but team LeBron won the first quarter and Giannis's team won the second quarter. So they each get, get to give a hundred K to the charity that they selected. And I figured they'd, like I said, have, you know, one team at least win two different quarters because you can't give one charity 300k and the other zero I mean this is for the children so we have to support everyone spread the love uh the other weird thing about the all-star game is how everyone's mic'd up like during the shoot around the players are kind of in conversation with the NBA analysts and it's just really interesting to see the the theatrics in general that are involved with this weekend and how they're just like casually shooting around while also having a conversation about what they're looking forward to in the game. It's it's very interesting. Okay, so not to keep the negative topics going here cuz I feel like I've I've had a lot of negative things to say, but 
for important things to know and crushing brewskis in the muni lot, the Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph situation has resurrected in the media with the announcement that Miles Garrett will be reinstated for the 2020 season. So I obviously, I have to talk about it. Um, Miles has done a couple interviews so far, one with um, ESPN, I believe, where they sat down and he had a pretty lengthy conversation about the whole sequence of events. Miles repeated his previous statement on the matter that Mason called him a stupid N-word and he never... Miles never never wanted to make the whole situation about that because he knows that that was an excuse for what he did and he didn't want to make it seem like he was using that as an excuse for his actions. He was still taking 100% responsibility and accountability for what he did. Uh, he also, in that interview, kind of alluded to the one major point we are all wondering, which is how the NFL managed to not pick up any audio of this moment. It's mind-blowing. He he really was like, they, they've said, you know, it's not there or it may not be there. Just very, it's all very sketchy. And Mason, Mason Rudolph has once again denied saying anything and he has come out with a couple statements. He also tweeted, 1,000% false, bold-faced lie. I did not, have not, and would not utter a racial slur. This is disgusting, a disgusting and reckless attempt to assassinate my character. You know, when people say things like 1,000% and, you know, like going very over the top to over-exaggerate their point, that's usually when people are lying. Not that I'm like a psychologist who can read into these things, but it just feels like um, he's probably lying. Um, I just don't buy it. I really, I wish more than anything that the NFL would just release the audio that we know they already have in their possession. I mean... They're, it feels like they're protecting Mason Rudolph by not releasing it because it's just frustrating that we don't have any clear answer. And I fully believe that if there was in the audio, no racial slur was heard, they would just release the audio, which really makes makes me believe that it's in there. And that's the reason that they're not releasing it. My just general question to people that think Miles Garrett is lying is like, why Why do you think he reacted like that then? What would set him off to the point of swinging a helmet like that if nothing at all was said? He has absolutely no reason to lie about the situation now that he is reinstated. I'm sure he just wants this all to go away and to be able to move on with his career without the situation really tainting the rest of his career. Um, and I... I feel like he would have not brought it up again if he was just trying to to do that. Um, I don't get any of it. It's just frustrating to watch. And I'm really confused as to why the media and a lot of fans out there, not Browns fans, but just NFL fans in general, have had such a strong reaction to this. Like, I get it. Miles Garrett should not have done what he did, and he's never saying that he shouldn't should have done that, but I don't think what he did justifies the reaction we've seen from the media. You even have Stephen A. Smith saying that he thinks Miles Garrett should have 
been suspended for the first game of the coming season just to prove a point that what he did wasn't okay and I completely I disagree with that on all accounts I think all the games he was suspended last season was more than enough of a punishment for that and I just think the dramatics really need to be turned down a bit like I said hopefully we can move forward and Miles Garrett has the opportunity to to move forward with his career now because he deserves that opportunity he has done nothing else to prove that he does it and I he's truly been very calm and collected about this entire incident post it happening uh when I mean I would personally be very angry in this situation myself he's done a great job of keeping his cool and just focusing on the future of his career and what he wants to do with the Browns this coming season Okay, so that is all I have for you guys today. If you want to, uh, like always, leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, um, follow or subscribe on whatever streaming platform you use to listen to podcasts, um, and tune in next week. Also, like I said at the beginning, go listen to the I Am CEO podcast. Check on my social media if you um, can't find where it's at. I have some, some links out there about it. All right, that's all I have. See you guys next time.